Hey everyone, hope you're going well. In today's episode, I want to talk about climbing a mountain. And what I mean by climbing a mountain is trying to achieve something you haven't done before that looks so scary. It's like looking at the peak of Everest and going, I can't even fathom that, so I'm not even going to get started. I want to talk about a few things you can do to help yourself go forward and what's working for me. So let's dig into it. Okay, so just before I start this episode, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone. And um, I love hearing people listening to the podcast and coming back to me with feedback and saying how much they've enjoyed it, what they've learned. I um, always always find it so humbling when people repeat what I've said that's affected them. So I just want to say thank you as we've just crossed over 200,000 downloads worldwide, which would have seemed, which does seem crazy. It seems like a massive, massive mountain that I would never have even realized I could climb to support this community. And so on that note, I thought that would be a good segue into a topic about actually climbing these big mountains in our lives um, and how we get started and um, what we need to do to succeed in them. Now, this is something that you know, many of us can be challenged with. It can be a lot easier to get comfortable in your comfort zones um, and not push the boundaries. And it's kind of, it's one of these weird things. When I talk to dyslexics, we naturally, some of us, we're always told that we're big risk takers. Um, and I, I think it's, again, it's one of these duality things. In some parts of our lives, we are the risk takers of the century. And then in a lot of other parts in our lives, we don't want to take a risk at all. We just want to build some stability. We want to know what's happening. We don't want to see too much change. And we want to just sit back and be comfortable. Um, and I think it's really important when you're trying to tackle these massive mountains um, to understand some of the drivers that will help you. And so I wanted to put in a couple of quick wins into this podcast that I've been seeing in my life and, and what's kind of worked for me now the, the first one is is trying to look at success like you're a stockbroker now you know the people that are trading stocks or shares on the uh on the, the market i always remember sitting down with a friend called andrew years and years ago and he said do you know what makes a great share trader and i said what and he goes someone who wins 51 percent of the time and I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, he goes, a good share trader knows they're going to lose um, nearly half the time. And he said the difference between a great share broker and, a, you know, and one that doesn't do very well can be a couple of percent. Because he says, if I, if I lose 100 grand, but I double 200 grand, you know what I mean? Like if he's, as long as he wins more than he loses, there's a good outcome. But it's a really um, challenging thing to go into life going, I'm actually going to lose nearly as many times as I succeed to get the results. And he was saying, I think his, just from memory, his average was he won 55% of the time and lost 45% of the time. Um, so it was quite a, you know, it's quite amazing to me when I heard that um, to see that that's how they operate. They don't go, I'm only going to make investments if I know I'm going to win which we can sometimes sit back and we want to overthink it and make sure we've seen every angle before we, we do anything. He's like, I know I'm going to lose. That's fine. 
It's all just about knowing the percentage of the time I lose versus the percentage of the time I win. And I found I've always used that in my life and I found it a very interesting thing to consider is that, you know, hey, if I go through a day and I feel like half the day was just didn't work at all, <laughs> but, a, but a little bit over half a day worked, then I feel like I'm kind of going in the right direction. And getting comfortable with those things that aren't going to work and knowing, hey, that's actually fine as long as I win more than I lose, that's the balance that you could be looking for. So that might be something you're thinking about, something that might help you out. The other thing that's been very interesting, I was chatting to to Holly today, is about being pushed. And I think it's one of these things with right brand thinkers is like I know there have been many times in my life where I've been pushed when I felt like I didn't want to do something. Could be going out, could be uh, could be trying something new, it could be um, just getting out of my comfort zone and not even a massive, we're not talking massive life-changing stuff, but the small things that you sometimes, when your brain starts overthinking it or you start feeling your, your emotions and you're not sure why and you just want to kind of rest or, or sit back, um, when you get a bit of a push, you know, kind of a push start in a car, you know, the engine starts when they push down a hill and they're like, boom, they start going. It's very much like that with the way we work sometimes. And I find myself is that um, there are definitely times where if you push me too hard, it's a bad thing. But um, more likely than not, a little push in the right direction actually starts my engine and I'm fine again. Um, and it is a bit of a balance, <laughs> you know, but um, I think it's really important to remember that that momentum to get somewhere, especially when even something small that looks ahead like something you're not interested in doing or you're not quite ready for, you don't want to do, by getting that push, it starts that momentum. And by the time you've finished what you're doing, um, you know, you can look back and go, that was great. I'm so happy that that happened. You know, someone said it to me well the other day. It's like when you're staring up at that mountain of things to do, it seems so scary. But when you've reached the top of that mountain and you look back, you go, wow, I've learned a lot from that. Or I've, um, I, I, you know, that I've seen who's helped me along the, the path or the journey. And I feel really good because of it. And I'm glad that I got that push when I needed it. Um, and I think there's a lot of us out there that know we need that push sometimes. Not all the time, but um, when we feel like we're in a, not in a, in a rut all the time, but in a rut in a certain specific situation, that little push can make a massive impact in what we start to achieve to help us move forward. You know, I always remember, you know, going back and starting this podcast you know, I, I'd started to learn some stuff and I had a massive passionate motivation and I had that, that energy, the engine was running. Now, the other side of this is if you don't need a push start because you've got that passionate energy, you've got to work out how to use it in the right way. Now, many times in my life, I've used it to try and do too much. So, you know, you get you get this um, this 100% battery charge, so we say, and then what you do is you start using a hundred different apps and they all get 1% of your battery charge. What I did with the Truth About Dyslexia podcast is I, I when I was in this energy zone, I decided to apply 50% of that battery to it. So it was a lot more focused. The I put a lot more energy into one avenue. Um, and I kept doing it and doing it even when no one, it felt like no one was listening. 
and it wasn't helping anyone. I, I kept putting that energy. I had some charge in the bank and I kept doing it to a point where it was like it recharged itself. As I did more podcasts, as more people started to listen, I got feedback from, from this app that tells me the, the downloads um, and I got feedback from, from the community. Now, every time I could see the feedback, um, I, I got a message or I got some really beautiful messages um, that put more charge in my battery towards this. Every time I could see the numbers go up and more people every week listening to the podcasts, my energy went up. And so what happened was that momentum, that battery charge just kept charging itself. And that was pretty powerful. And so, you know, looking at that, one of the things I hope you take away from that is one is to is to try and decide where you're going to put, if you do get that passionate flux into something, how can you best use your bat, your battery? The second thing as well is the power of feedback. You know, that is such a charger for me. You know, I always remember people go, how are you going to make all this money off these people? And that's interesting, right brand thinkers oddly are not money focused, but they do ask that question more than others, I believe. And I think, um, you know, for me, the, what was going to charge me, was it money? No, to be honest, no, it wasn't in this case. What was going to charge me was the feedback of how many people are downloading and listening, so I know that there's value in it. And then the second thing was that was the nice comments, that was what charged me. And so it's really getting to understand where you get feedback from that fills your battery. Because if you don't, if you start something with all the passion in the world and you don't get the right feedback, you're going to struggle. It's kind of like with losing weight. We kind of, a lot of the time, we've always been taught you step on the scales and that is your feedback. And we all know with, with weight, it's, it's a much more challenging thing because there's so many ups and downs. You know, if you if you drink too much water, you may be holding water weight. If you do this wrong, you, you know what I mean? It's a very hard feedback loop. So what you've got to do to, to keep the motivation is improve the loops of feedback that are coming to you and make them much more singular. Now, what I mean by that is, you know, I know how many people have downloaded the podcast. That's a very singular bit of feedback. There's not a lot of things out there that change that. Um it's either people are still listening or new people are finding it. There's there's things that will affect it, but it's a very clear feedback loop in my opinion. So I think if you are trying to do something, if you've put some passion in, make sure you have some clear ways of getting feedback on what success is for you. And you might not always see them straight away. They may develop, but be very, very conscious of how important it is to keep that momentum up. You know, you need to know that it's it's working um, or you will struggle going forward. Here's what I wanted to share today, guys. I like if you are trying to achieve something in your life, and this is something I'm really passionate about trying to get more into in the tribe is, uh, you know, that we're, we're building is how do we actually help you achieve the goals, the things you want to do? You know, this dyslexia thing is challenging. It's got a bunch, you know, we're programmed in a different way. But it's how do we change the programming so you can get what you want in your life. That's really important to me is how do you push people forward or allow them to pull themselves forward in a way that is successful. So hopefully there's been a couple of snippets in there. Maybe it's the battery, understanding that. Maybe it's understanding you can have a little push in the car to get your motor started. Whatever it is for you, um, I hope you just sit on it, play with it. 
and let it affect your life in a positive way. Have an epic rest of your day and I'll be back tomorrow.